All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fucking ears? What the fuckadelics? What's happening? I am Mark Marin. This is my podcast. And fucking what a grim few days. I mean, what a grim couple weeks. I mean, fuck, what a grim couple years, right? And look, man, you know, it's it's a sad, horrible reality when people are massacred in the street. I mean, come on. What the fuck is wrong with people? It makes me sad. It's horrifying. And it's just part of American life. And look, you know, I, I'm sorry to be so intense right out of the gate, but I I'm I have to, you know, I have to say something and I have to express my feelings. I have to say what I'm thinking. I'm a citizen with a microphone. And don't give me that shit. You know, don't, you know, I, look, I don't mind criticism. And, and it's always interesting, the criticism from the rotten peanut gallery, the sort of the angle of like, you know, stick to comedy, you know, leave the politics to, to who? Really, to who? I mean, are they listening? Are you listening to politicians? Or are you listening to washed-up morning zoo jocks who, after years of failure and irrelevance, morphed into autocratic enablers dumping their broken egos into a hackneyed tsunami of brain-altering bullshit, hateful talking points for dum-dums? Oh, yeah, those guys. Those guys know better. Yeah, those guys. Come on. Sorry, man. Good morning. I apologize. No, I don't. It's fucking, it's, it's just sad. And I feel bad for the people that lost people. And I feel bad for all of us, you know, because it really seems like the seams are, are just, they're all ripping, uh, you know, as, as the evil and the angry just kind of push through and find ways to destroy, like, any sense of security or safety we may have once had you know, when we leave our, our houses or our apartments or our places of work or we go shopping. And, you know, I got to be honest with you, it, it, it's coming from the top down, man. And there, I don't think there's any way to separate that. I don't think there's any way to, uh, to negate that. It comes directly from the top, directly through the channels that go straight into the minds of the unstable who have wrapped their brains around an ideology of hate based in their own sickness enforced by repetitive talking points and like-minded cowards online. I mean, this is, this is what it is. These, these are radicalized people. They are radicalized in their isolation and through the information that they choose to take in. And domestic terrorism, passively or, you know, quite honestly, blatantly encouraged by the current administration, it has to be recognized for what it is. It's it's fundamentally anti-American, it's terrorism, and it's coming from the top. And they walk among us, unchecked. But more specifically, Americans are killing their neighbors, massacring their neighbors because of ideological and political reasons. They are, they are massacring their neighbors. That's what the divisiveness and the rhetoric has provoked. 
It comes down from the top. And there are mentally unstable people and Americans are massacring their neighbors. All right. On a lighter side, I I really enjoyed my time in Raleigh, North Carolina. I, I loved it. I love going down there. And I'll tell you about that. I, I will tell you about that. So uh, season three of Globe premieres this Friday, August 9th on Netflix. Sword of Trust is opening in more theaters this weekend. You can go to sortoftrust.com to see where uh, it's playing near you. I'll be at Revolution Hall in Portland, Oregon this weekend. Then I'll be in Dallas, Austin, and Houston, Texas, August 22nd through 24th. You can go to WTFPod.com for all my upcoming tour dates. Uh, Dean Del Rey, I believe, will be with me on the Texas run. We're going to be driving through Texas with Dean Del Rey. Did I mention that Walton Goggins is on the show? Walton Goggins. The Walton Goggins. Yeah, from Vice Principals, from Hateful Eight, from Justified. He's got a new movie out that I thought was very, uh, it was, it was, it was eerie, but it was, um, it, it was human. It was real. It's called Them That Follow. It's a very specific story about a very specific group of people. That would be a small clan of Pentecostals, snake handlers up in the mountains of somewhere. And, uh, I found it very compelling, and I, and I love him, and, and it, it was a high time we met. So, uh, so Goggins is here. You will hear me talk to him soon. But I should tell you about uh, North Carolina. I, I, every time I go there, I, I'm nervous, but there's no reason to be nervous. It's America, right? There's no reason to be nervous just to go to another state that may not, on a majority level, have the same beliefs as you, right? Americans, we're all Americans, right? But I love it down there, and, I, and I've and i never had a, a bad experience down there. I always meet nice people, and I have a, a great bunch of fans down there. And I did five shows at Goodnights in, in Raleigh, and it's a great club, well run. Mary Radzinski opened for me. She did a great job, and the people came out. And that, that last night, that fifth show, I was loopy and a little dark and a little weird, but it was cool, man. <laughs> Had a good time, rented a car, took the advice of a listener because of my pottery obsession. As I said before I left, that it, it seems like I could maybe get a lifetime's worth of pottery in Seagrove, North Carolina, which is a pottery hub historically from way back in the day. And I went, man. I went, and it was it was a really kind of a great experience. The craft the art of pottery but just the basic craft of it is sort of fascinating and brian jones who uh makes mugs for this show and sometimes we sell them uh, to you he hooked me up with some friends of his so i drove out to seagrove and i went to bulldog pottery i met bruce and samantha over there spent about an hour they're they're just geniuses with glazes and they just make pottery I didn't realize how quickly you can make pottery, but that's besides the point. And so I talked to them for like an hour. The way of life seemed appealing to me. They had a nice plot of land and they just, uh, they're very peaceful people. The life of a potter, man, the life of a potter. Maybe in my heart, I was looking for alternative lifestyle options for when the shit hits the fan, head to the hills and get a wheel, (laughs) get a deal on a kiln and just hide out and make pots 
plates, bowls, cups, sculptural things. Right? I could do that. Well, I'd have to learn how to throw a pot. I'd have to learn how to pound the clay and spin it around. But I could do that, right? See, that's that's always really the weird thing about fantasies, about alternate life fantasies, like, you know, different options is that, yeah, if you're going to choose one that involves a, you know, a fairly deep skill set, you might want to think it all the way through. I can't go up there and just, you know, based on my, you know, small amount of celebrity and kind of wing it and you know, maybe open up a little gallery and just maybe call it like, a, hey, I'm trying pottery by Mark. Yeah, but that plate's, I don't know if it's really practical because it's kind of thick and heavy and, and weird looking. I fucked up the sides and I, I didn't get it thin enough, but but it's nice. I think it's nice, don't you? I mean, I can even give you, you know what? You can have it. You can have it. I'll give it to you. Want me to sign it? I used to be on Glow. And then like I found, they told me to go to this place called Starworks in Star, North Carolina. That's about five miles outside of Seagrove, which is it used to be a sock factory, and it's now this art a cooperative. It's a community. People do residencies there and ceramics and glass blowing. They have a huge gallery with a bunch of different artists. They have a cafe. It's just out there, man. It's out in the middle of North Carolina, and it's fucking great. And then I went over to this dude's house who Brian respects a lot. His name's David uh, Stemfley. And this dude does wood kiln pottery. So this he's got a kiln on his property. You drive out and driving out into the middle of nowhere. He's got a nice chunk of land, a beautiful house. And out back, he's got a giant oven that looks as long as two trucks. And it, it's clearly he built it. And it's a wood burning kiln. And he's not even using that one anymore. He built himself another one. And he he makes these these pieces, these ceramic pots as wide, around his tires truck tires and they're about three or four feet high just giant vases then i went over to uh dean and martin pottery jeff dean and stephanie nicole martin she turns out to be a fan i didn't meet jeff but she was there and she was making me i didn't know she's making me a peter green mug yeah with peter green's face on it and that's going to come and i bought another one of her pieces and one of his pieces but i think the 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 real mind blower just in terms of the experience i went over to this guy eck McCandless, his place, and he does these pots, and you look at them all, and you're like, is this a, a gimmick or what? They're almost psychedelic, you know? And you think, like, is that glaze or what? The patterns on them are fucking mind-blowing, and they're trippy. And I didn't know what to make of them at first, and I'm like, do you, is that from, paint? you paint that on? He's like, no, that's the clay. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, I only use clear glaze, that's the clay. It's like just trippy, almost, almost looks like, just random patterns that are that are kind of like organized you know i i can't really explain it but he said you want me to show you how you do it and we just go into this other room and he takes like three different colors of clay and he smacks them together and he plops it on the wheel and he wets it and just starts working it and this is this took like four minutes and he's spinning it and he just he just pulls up on it and makes it and he just he fucking threw a cup in like four minutes and I didn't realize you could do it that fast because in my mind, it's like, oh man, you're going to make a pot. It's going to take a fucking hour. Nope. Like three minutes. I, I think I'm doing it, folks. I think uh, no no meditation for me. I'm going to get a potter's wheel. I was going to make the garage a the studio for this, but I'm doing okay in the bedroom. I think that's going to be the pottery place. 
Is it too late to start with the uh, with the sort of ambition of being great at it at 55? Pottery, is it? I'm half serious. I'm half serious. But seriously, if anyone can get me, uh, you know, a wheel, um, an electric one, I don't want to go old school. I think the one time I did pottery, or the few times I did it when I was a kid, I, you had to kick it with your foot. Is that possible? I believe so. Now, Walton, Walton Goggins, you know him. You probably, if you don't know him, you know him. All right, that's what I'm telling you. He, uh, you know, you might know him from uh, all the way back. He was in The Apostle. Uh, he's been in a lot of movies, but with uh, uh, Robert Duvall. But you know, more recently, he was in The Hateful Eight. He was also in Justified. I talked to Timothy Oliphant uh, about him a little bit. I just love him. Vice Principals, Hateful Eight. Did I mention that already? Now this new movie, which I watched, and it's a. Uh, it's it's pretty amazing because you know it sort of sets a vibe like it's going to be a scary movie and it is a little scary but it's not it's not a horror film it's an actual sort of well kind of grounded human story that sort of takes place in a very rarefied world of uh, Pentecostals and it's called Them That Follow and I thought it was uh, I thought it was great and uh, he's great in it and this is me talking to Walton Goggins that film by the way is playing now. We're I'm ready. ready. We're ready. We're here. You do it. And let's do it. Uh, uh, hi, my name is Walton Goggins. Nice to meet you, Walton. I'm auditioning for the role uh, yeah, of Mark uh, Maron's guest yeah. on, on his uh, podcast. Okay, great, Fox. great. Thanks for coming in. Great, good uh, to be here. Yeah, did you prepare anything? Uh, I prepared nothing, man. Good. That's like, the best way to be Mark Maron's like guest. Literally <laughs> zero. I have no preparation whatsoever. <laughs> you, you move that, move move, that move mic this, uh, in. You mic can in. move the mic in. You I don't have to see yeah, like, there you closer go. to me. There you go. Watch this. Yeah, because I'm leaning So what were you going to ask me? You got some money. You know what? Here's what I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you the color gray on your wall yeah oh you like, want to know i'd like to know what color gray this is oh for your house for my house yeah i mean we just did we just did something downstairs yeah look guys we're talking about houses i walked into uh i Mark's think i house. have it downstairs after the thing we'll go down i'll show it to you you can take a picture of the color gray lovely of yeah the paint can yeah you like it, it? I, I, I absolutely love it we you have a beautiful home and, thank you very and, much and it's an old home it's an anomaly in in los angeles to kind of find these i too live in an in an, in an old home is it a craftsman no, it's not a craftsman. Like, is it uh, a mission style? No, it's not. This is what's so cool about well, it. Let me uh, keep guessing. Uh, keep guessing. Go ahead. Uh, is it a ranch? Uh, no. Uh, is it a weird thing? Uh, it's an igloo. Oh, wow. It was crazy. That, that's hard to keep those up in Los Angeles. Yes, it was you a can... trend. Yeah, you know, it's like, that's my air conditioning bill is fucking you, insane. Be. It's so crazy. What is it? No, it was a, it's kind of like a new Regency kind of house. It was by this, this architect. It was, it was built by the biggest lumberyard dealer in the city of Los Angeles, I think in Southern California. Huh. Yeah. And, and it, he built an all brick house. Weird, weird. But in the hills, and in, in the hills, in yeah. the lower, in the lower, yeah, the lower hills. And but he, uh, he, he supplied, as the story goes, he supplied all of the studios with the timber, yeah, with the wood to build all of their sets. And and he used uh, <laughs> he apparently the best ran timber. out. He ran, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. And he used the best tender, like timber to to build, you know, the interior oh, wow. frame of of this house and. Uh, you know, we bought it. We're only the fourth owner, and wow. uh, whatever ninety seven ninety seven years. That's yeah. wild. And I love, man. I love, I love design. And I, you got I, a I kid? Really do. Yeah, we have a kid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, eight and a half year old. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. He's uh, yeah the love, the love of my life. And it's and it's um, 
It's 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 great. I mean, I bought my first house when I was 29 years old, um, and uh, up Oof, in up was, in Laurel Canyon. I was much older. You were. Yeah. I didn't even know how to buy a house. I was probably 40. Wow. Maybe. Wow. Well, you know, uh, yeah. you weren't on a basic cable show. You know, so that's what <laughs> right. you're saying. I was on FX, and uh, and I had a little bit of money in the bank, and uh, we did the pilot. And it's like, you know what? Worst case scenario, it had a a unit downstairs. Yeah. Uh, that uh, that I could move into uh, with a tenant. Yeah. But I thought, look, if I never work again, then I'll just uh, move rent downstairs. It. Oh, and, and rent uh, the place. Rent the top. That's my plan with the with the thing I'm doing. Always. Then yeah. make it make it comfortable, man. Yeah. Yeah. If the worst comes to worst, well, bet my fear is I'm gonna have to move a parent in there. I still got both of them. Yeah. And I, I don't know, like you know. That's a big. That's a big. Uh, that's a. That is a big fear. I mean, I'm, I'm afraid to even say it publicly. I don't want to give them any ideas. Yeah. Right. Come on, mom, dad. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, keep it I, together. I just did. Well, I did. I. I did that, man. I. You know, With your talk, parent. Well, we're talking about houses, and mm-hmm. um, and I just went through this extraordinary ex- experience, and I think we're you know we're all lucky if you get the opportunity to do this. But yeah. Uh, yeah my, my mom went through uh, a, a really tough time. Yeah. Um. Uh, Physically, you mean. Yeah, yeah, and it was like a like like it was it was like happening. And my mom's a really cool chick. Yeah. She's a cool woman, and uh, I was raised by a, a group of very cool women that were extremely functionally dysfunctional. It was a group of uh, women. Yeah, well, my my mother and her three sisters, and oh, my wow. grandmother, and my 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 cousin, who's like a younger sister, but still, she's you wow. Know, I don't know. She played a big part of it. Um, but uh, but my mom went through. You know, I was raised in the same house. She lived in the same house that I was raised in. Where's that? Georgia, a little town called Lithia Springs, and uh, it was like nine hundred square feet. Yeah, and uh, two bedroom, That's one like bath. My old house. Yeah, yeah. You had to walk exactly. through my bedroom to get to it. Yeah. Right? Oh, really? To get yeah. to the bathroom? Yeah. Yeah. And it and it was uh, a little house in the country. It yeah. was built in the eighteen fifties, and um and uh you know butane heaters. And like, and you lived there your whole life. I mean, until I was until I left to go to, away to college. Yeah, I lived there. Yeah, Were and you, it was and it was my my the way in which I was raised was very unconventional in the sense that you know my mom had a very eclectic group of friends, like, super fucking cool. What what version of eclectic? Hippie like, eclectic? Like yeah, hippie. Yeah, hippie. Yeah, like uh, like the big chill meets biker gang meets yeah. uh hardcore like y- you know i say yaggies like, there was this religious group in decatur georgia that wore like refurbished mops you what? know yeah like wait just, who are they yaggies uh, yeah it was just the name of this little group of people that kind of got together and, and i and i my mom has had a lot of between her and her sisters yeah it's a southern. I've, I've eclectic. seen a lot of that. Yeah, southern. Ecle- yeah, which is come on. That's uh, it's harder to be eclectic in the south than it is in the north or on the west coast. I know, you know no, it's, a it's, it's thing. different. It's more specific. You, it you is. know, like there's a the the west coast eclectic. There's a there's a spectrum of it, but southern. There's always some some mix to it that you're like, what what are those? Who are those people? <laughs> like the, yeah, there's a slight uh, hillbilly tinge. What the fuck? Are, yeah. are they doing? Yeah, yeah. I, I want to know I more a, about the yaggies. Well, the this the like, fuck are the uh, yaggies? Uh, is uh, that what they called themselves that's i think that's what they, that's what they call themselves yeah 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 i just remember this group because my mom's sister who's as esoteric as they come uh it was like some some of her friends and, and your aunt was one of them my aunt was uh one of them yeah 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 that's right was there a leader i don't remember i never met the leader i don't know what would happen to me if i did <laughs> maybe I, i've become the leader <laughs> you're ready you just, i'm auditioning for the, le- you the, the leader you played a kind of, of a cult leader in this in the movie that you're you're out doing you ki- kind of i will get to that but and i would not say cult because you know no, this it's has not been cult. around no, for yeah 125 years Pentecostals. Pentecostals. Yes, yeah that's right 
So how is it that you were brought up by all these women? Where's the, where's the old man during all this? You know, uh, you don't he, know, you know, I know, no, I do. <laughs> yeah. And, and, uh, you know, my, my dad was a tough, tough, tough fella and, um, and he did the best that he could. What, uh, what version of tough fella? You know, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I think I leave that up to individual interpretation, whatever tough fellow would mean to you, yeah. you know, but he, he was, my parents were divorced when I was three years old oh, okay. and, and, right, uh, right. and, you know, my dad had to go out and, 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 and make his living and he, and he was on the road a lot and d- lived in different States. And I just didn't, I didn't see him that, that often, but, but his father, yeah. uh, my, my grandfather, uh, was, uh, like the rock in my life, like the rock oh, ma- yeah? male figure. He in, was around in my life. Yeah. He was around. Yeah. I was with him a lot. And, uh, but, but these women in my life, it was, it was, ext- they were, they were all kind of all over the place. And one, one, uh, uh aunt was, a, a, an actor in the theater. Oh yeah. And another aunt was, uh, she was a number of things, but she worked with BB King as a, like a publicist. I think he had a lot of publicists, but she, she worked kind with music Phyllis business kind of, show kind business of, publicist. Ki- kind of, but you know, I don't know. I don't know how, I don't know how influential like she was like in his life, but they were very, very good friends. And but and that's she, a weird uh, jump, like Phyllis Diller and BB King. Yeah, those and were... Wolfman Jack, mate. Oh, oh, so how those are the, those yeah. are the clients. Those were some of them, you know. And I think she had yeah, a, a yeah, lot, yeah. A lot Wolfman more. Jack. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, yeah. So, so it was you know meeting like, and then another aunt was a a, a nurse, and, and, uh, and but the they were all aunt. yeah, but they were all. Uh, strange and and uh, around and uh, around and on the road and around. I wasn't raised really by anybody. I think my my mom would say that like you're the only child I know that that raised himself. You know, no, yeah. that's not true. I'm not the only one, but but I was. It was a community of people. Yeah. Did you have uh, siblings? I had uh, I had no siblings growing up. I have a half brother. Yeah. Um. That uh, through that your dad. I don't, yeah, through my dad. Oh. Yep. Yep. And and I and I just haven't spent. You know, he's fourteen years younger than me. So I, you know, I just haven't spent that. But that you know much him. Time. I do. Yeah, I know him. Yeah. 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 But and your I was, dad's I was still around. Raised, yep. And we are uh, we are very close. And he has come back around and and um and I had dinner oh, with him nice. not too long ago. It's been it's been really nice. Yeah. To 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 accept someone for who they are. You know. Yeah. And um. And he accepts me for who I am, and I accept him for who he is. So you had a, a sort of uh, a moment where you, you, you had to come to terms with each other. I I think a lot of people have that that moment, or either you don't have that moment, or well, what you choose if you to don't. Kinda, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we did. Yeah, but yeah you, we've had that. Did moment. you have like uh, one of those kind of like uh, you know fuck you man, and then like oh, we had what? like we had a lot of fuck you mans. <laughs> yeah, we had a lot of fuck you mans. Yeah. yeah, and it's uh you know it's uh God I hope I don't have I'm really. I'm trying very hard with my son not to have the fuck you man conversation. Or at least just one. Maybe one. One or two at different but, points. Or maybe it's like a joke. Maybe it's like, hey, fuck you, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe I it's one you, of those. You'll get a fuck you man at like 15, and then yeah. maybe another fuck you man at like 22, and then yeah. maybe you'll level off. Maybe we'll But level some of off. it's just natural, sort of like, I'm my own dude. Yeah. As you're, opposed to like, where the fuck were you, God? You know, yeah. it's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You seem yeah. like you're on top of it. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty, yeah, we're pretty on top of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're trying really, really hard. Well, in that, look, look, my relationship with my father was very uh, difficult. You know, and uh, and and I was so uh, afraid. I never wanted to have a child ever. Mm. Never, never entered my. I didn't uh, have any. You didn't. Yeah, I made it through. 
Well, then can I say, then I'll just be here with you saying, I'm just going to say, fuck you, man. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Fuck you, yeah. Mark. Good luck with your life, man. Good luck with your fucking life, All right, man. buddy. All right. Well, you know, I hope everything works out for you and let me know if you need anything. <laughs> Could I borrow like Sure, uh, man. Like whatever you need. Yeah, yeah. Whatever you need. And man. just your, in the name of your gray paint, in case yeah. I get a house someday, dad. That's all. <laughs> yeah. That's all I need. Anything you need. <laughs> uh, yeah, just, I hope you work it out. I'll be here when you're ready. Awesome. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. But but I, I was with this uh, friend of my wife's, actually, and um, he he's an artist. His his, his name is uh, Sasha Newley. What and, kind? Uh, Paint? Uh, Sculptor? Pa- painter. Mm. A painter. Yeah. And uh, and his mother is Joan Collins. Oh, yeah. That's his mother. And uh, and he's an extraordinary guy and is uh, one of my wife's dearest friends. And um, and he was over at the at our home uh, when when my wife was pregnant, you know, early stages. Yeah, and I was just freaking the fuck out, man. I mean, it was a it was, but it was a conscious conception. This wasn't an accident. Yeah, like we knew exactly what we were doing, kind of in that moment. I never wanted to have a child until four o'clock in the morning on a beach in Mexico, very sober, looking at my wife. I'm a Scorpio. My wife is a Scorpio. We're looking at our constellation in the sky, and she said, "Do you know the Scorpio constellation?" I really? Said, no. And she said, "Well, here it is." And we're very sober. It had been raining for three days. The rain stopped. My wife said let's go outside i said but it's four o'clock in the morning she said exactly or two o'clock and we yeah. just sat up and talked two and a half hours and saw and i just like wow i fucking love this woman yeah wow, it's amazing yeah and saw a shooting star yeah that looked at, like it landed in our room and huh. we both turned to each other and said that's our son let's go get him Come on. swear to god swear to god i'm not making this story up swear to god walked inside and uh you know and made love and, and i said are you are you sure are you absolutely sure here you know she said yeah and there it was and that uh, was when it happened that's when it happened because i left uh we came back home a few days later and um and then i got on a plane maybe a few days after that to go to australia and um and she called and she had a, a reason to get blood work for something else yeah and she said oh by the way that that what happened that it did it that uh that was it first shot first fucking shot man oh, boom really yeah excited uh, yes i was very i was a very excited which which gave you know that I was extremely excited, which gave way to panic. Yeah, hardcore panic and claustrophobia, and uh, and it, well, and it really no way kind of out now. Out. Yeah, no way out. That's exactly right. And uh, that's funny. It was claustrophobia because that came directly from what you came from. It's sort of like I could run. Yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like that. You had that learned impulse. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. And wow. uh, and I uh, and I and and in this conversation with this guy, Sasha. Hmm. I just didn't know that it was possible, like to have like the relationship that I would have wanted to have with a father. Like I just didn't. Right. Even though my father and I have a good relationship now, I just after the fact. Yeah, after the fact. Yeah. And uh, and he just said, uh, you know, his his father. He said, I I held my father's hand at a party until he passed, and well into my thirties, I would walk into a party with my father and hold his hand because I adored him, Hmm. I loved him, and. And I thought, fuck, man. Well, maybe that is possible. Sure. Maybe that does happen in the world. And yeah. so, so he he came, and you know, and that's kind of really what I'm endeavoring to do. And he said that to you, and it moved you big, big time. Yeah, because like I just had a weird thing with my old man, where like you know I've had problems with him, and we've you know, and he's problematic. But like uh, you know, when they live in your head, you know, you kind of hold them in a place. Yeah. Yeah. And then like you know, I just checked in with him recently. I saw him, and he's eighty. You know, and he's You're frail. Right, he's eight yeah. years old. And I just was like, oh, man, I got to let all that shit go. 
you know, and I just oh, is that when you said it? Well, no, I've said it before, but like really now, yeah. it's sort of like you know, time to sort of like appreciate that he's still around. Mm-hmm. You know, sit down with him, see what he wants to eat, yeah. put your arm around him, tell him you love him, and you know, mm-hmm. and like appreciate the good things that you got from him. Yeah, you yeah. know, whatever the hell you're mad about, it's it's long. It's and I've known this for years. Yes, of course. And you can know it intellectually. Like I'm not mad at them. You know, they did what they could. Whatever. Yeah. But then one day, like it really goes away. Yeah, man. Right. You know what I mean? Where it's like it's lifted out of your heart. It's not some exercise yeah. of of acceptance. Right. You feel it. Yeah. It's not something you read in a book. Right. And yeah. you know, and I and I felt it. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. That's did a, you have that with your dad? I, yeah. I, I I I I did have that with with my father, um, but at, not before. I let it. I, I thought I had it. I had it intellectually, right. as you stated. Yeah. Even though, I've, and I've known this for a long time. You right. just just to accept him and to love him, for, right. And to meet him, kind of where he is. Yeah. And it's cool. Man. Right. I, I get it. Yeah. And I'm all right. Yeah. I, I dig me, and I dig where I am in the world, and yeah. You contributed to that. Right, right. And we're and all guys now. We're all, I mean, I'm older than you, but I mean, yeah. you get to a certain point where it's sort of like, I'm my old man. That guy's yeah. that guy. Absolutely. He's I don't flawed. I'm flawed. Yeah. I'm yeah. not going to do what he did, but yeah. the only way I can stop that from happening is if I let, if I accept that fuck. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but, but for me, what happened was, uh, you know, I had a, I had a, a child and, um, and I, then I, then I got angry. Because I, I, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm doing this so fucking well, man. I'm trying, I'm trying so hard to be dad, to be a good dad, yeah. like a really good dad. And I'm, ex- I'm exhausted. Like, I'm, ex- I'm exhausted. <laughs> That's by normal. It. Yeah, it's like normal. Of course, it's normal. But I, then what started entering my mind is how difficult this is just to be a bad dad. Like you know, like you gotta, you gotta work real hard to be a shitty dad. Or you, you just know, don't, don't you give don't a work, shit. Yeah, you just don't give a shit. So it's like, it's not even yeah, hard. You're just yeah. missing a piece of your yeah. brain. Then I came around to thinking, that, well, you know what? My dad always gave a shit. He just didn't know how to 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 convey his, his emotions. Right, and, um, yeah. Then I was able, I let it all go for real. Yeah, it it's a relief. It wasn't intellectually, it was viscerally. It's almost sad, but it's nice. To let it go. Yeah, yeah well, wait yeah. a minute. I, where's that fucking my, anger? I like my, yeah, my entire personality was yeah. built on that. <laughs> Thank God I'm already working. Yeah, exactly. Thank God, dude. I don't thank need God. It. Thank I don't... God other people have pissed me off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I can tap into it when needed. I don't have to live in it. <laughs> it's so true, man. It's wild. Yeah, it is wild. So so you're you're in Georgia and you're being raised by a pack of, of interesting women. Yeah. Yeah. Your dad's out doing whatever the hell he's doing. Yeah. And I imagine you're somewhat the center of a, center of attention somehow. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, as, I, as I look, uh, the reason why I'm looking down is yeah. I'm, I'm looking for that water that I brought up here. That's what happened all. to Watch, it? Did I put it right on the other side of the screen? The bigger question is, did you leave it downstairs? You know what? The answer to that question is no. I don't think I did. Hold on one second. Oh, look, Mark is going to look around. He's on the other side of the screen. You carried it. Look in your bag. Uh, I carried it. Okay. Uh, look at this. This is rifling through a bag right Got now. It. This is what. This is what's happening. I'm rifling through this bag. Oh my God! I found my son's socks. Oh my God! There's a crazy wet bathing suit in the bottom of this, uh, and you hear him talking in the background. He's saying that I left my water somewhere, which is which is true. I did. I left it somewhere. Here we go. Found it. Got it. And we're reunited. We're back. H two O reunited. There it is. How was your riff? You know, a few people have had to do that. 
but you never know what they're going to do. I think you can. I can riff. I no, can. I can. I can riff. I, so. I can't like riff. Maybe I can't riff the way that you can riff. Right. You know? But I, I, I can. I can. I can riff. I don't know about you. I mean, you do. You, I mean, you're you're good at improving. You improvise. Sure. That's kind of what you do. Well, that's yeah. what conversation is. And, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I do stand up, and you know, I I do uh, improvise in that. And I'm not. That. I'm not the great. I'm not a sketch improviser. No. Yeah, I'm not the one you. You know, me and three other people on stage go. Yeah. But like, just stand on stage by myself with my thoughts. Yeah, I can do that. You can do that. Really I can well. solo riff. You can solo riff yeah, very yeah. well. So for me, I don't uh, like like in a like in a script or whatever. Especially get working with Danny McBride and and those guys. <laughs> I was so fucking insecure about about Were working you? with them. I was so insecure, man. I was so deeply insecure because they're. Their pop cultural references are, right, are right. so spot on. I mean, even this one, this wonderful actress, uh, Edie Patterson, uh, who was also in Vice Principals. But oh, wait, in, Edie Patterson, the one who lives over here, the one who played the one who was obsessed with you in Vice Principals uh, or obsessed, obsessed with, with Danny. Danny? Yeah. She's fucking great. She's amazing. She <laughs> was right. really good friends with your friend, yeah. Michaela Watkins. Right, right. She's inspired. And then you meet her she's, and you're like, oh, you kind of, you're like that a little bit. I mean, not crazy, <laughs> but she's got that brain, you know? She's got a brain that kind of does it. I don't have that brain. No. I, no, I have to, I just, so I work out like, okay, well, what if, if Danny goes here, like, I just work out like five or six different tangents I could go on. And then, and then as long as I have a direction and I have some parameter and as long as it's rooted in truth and it's not an actor so that was masturbating a lot. No, uh, we improvised a lot, only to kind of come back to the to the oh. script. But we improvised a lot. Well, so yeah, if it's in truth, if it's in truth, it has yeah. to be kind of rooted in truth, and well, not like uh, it's, I'm just being cute right now, and, and I'm off script, and I'm improvising, and look at me, I fucking hate that. But man. that was, but that that character was definitely was different than some of your other ones. But they're all kind of different. But that guy was a real fucking oddball. Well, I, you know, first and foremost, you know, I love those guys, man, the Rough House Boys. And, yeah, uh, but that guy was sort of weird, kind of like, you know, the, the, the sexual <coughs> nature of him was weird. His <laughs> sense of fashion was weird. You know, you didn't quite, he was kind of writing all kinds of weird lines. It's a lot, yeah, yeah, there's but a lot. But he was yeah. also fundamentally a Southern character. Yeah, yeah, I guess, yes, he was. He spoke with a Southern accent, right? Yeah, he was, uh, you, you couldn't tell what he, kind of his sexuality was. and um, But there's a dandy was, element to this southern so southern dandies are like their own thing they're their own they're their own thing salmon the color salmon is a very big deal it's a very big color uh, for southern dandies did, but did you did you have a guy in mind yeah i i did there's a and i and i told him this there's a, a friend of mine named Ed, eduardo who i i just kind of channeled him yeah. like uh you know kind of early on just to kind of find it it's like oh well maybe you know it's this but our wardrobe designer Sarah Trost really helped me early days. Makes like, a big difference. She, oh my God! It makes it's here are all the pants. The world. Oh, I know who wears these pants. Yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> and she just pulled it out and we put it on, and it just kind of came <laughs> right. And um and but I but it's also in the writing, man. And as soon as that's true, yeah. As soon as I I read it, the very first time, and I was doing the Hateful Eight uh, at the time, and I was in, in Tell You Ride, and um, man, and no. I got this, you know, this offer, and 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 Danny called and. And I and I read I read the first you know eight scripts or whatever he sent sent them to me and uh, and I I was we were on the phone and I just it was very nice it was very nice of him to offer yeah. this role but but you know you also you know that you they want to hear it yeah. they need to hear it and so I just went into it 
and I just kind of did, you know, the whole first right. first episode for him for and him. What's, what's the other guy's name? It was just him. Oh. Yeah, it was just him, and we were just kind of talking. Who's his about producing it. partner? Uh, uh, well, David Gordon Green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and Jody Hill. Yeah, those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, it's kind of the three of them right. really that make up Rough House Pictures. Yeah. And uh, and he got it, and and it's like, man, I want fucking whatever you're selling, and uh, and so then and then from there it turned into this into this whole other thing, you know. But at the end of the day. And what I said to them, you know, when I said to him, you know, the very first day when we were working is uh, I said, look, buddy, you, you know, you I know. And they write dramas. They would say they write dramas. They yeah. have to be funny. I said, but, you know, these are two deeply flawed, deeply insecure people and all this is coming from pain. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, uh, well, and Danny, Danny said, take yeah. That. Yeah, yeah, he said, yes, that's ex- yeah, yeah, that's what we're that's what we're doing. And then he just. <laughs> Let me do my fucking thing, you know. So, so, so then once you got the clothes, and once you found the the sadness and the pain yeah. and the insecurity, and then you guys just kind of went at it. Let's go. Well, yeah, yeah kind of at it, you know. Uh, yeah, with my Korean mother-in-law. Yeah, just, just loving it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's right. And then it just kind of turned into this whole thing. And the very first time I watched it, <clears throat> we were all together, and I watched season one, and. uh Man, it wasn't funny to me, man. Like, what I meant by that is, I thought, like, after we burned Belinda Brown's house down, I I, I went into sweats. I yeah. started to panic. Again, like panicking. Panicking About? again. That my fucking career was over. Like, that was it. It was done. Why no one will ever forgive bad, me. No one will choice. ever forgive me for this. Yeah. No, not a bad choice, but, but that... I crossed a line, man. Like, oh. I crossed a line, and I'm the one that's egging Neil Gamby on. Right. And it's like, oh man, that's, that's there's the no character. Rec- yes, of course, yeah. But you know, you that take whole the sh- show crosses all kinds of lines. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah, and then and then I, I kind of recovered and and uh, and I and I was just so proud of it and and I just I love him, man. I and I love those guys so What's much. He, and we just doing? finished the Righteous Gemstones. Oh, he did. Yeah, I just I just did it with him. He just finished the Righteous Gemstones, but movie? I did it with him. No, it's a, a new TV show for HBO. Oh, really? About a family of TV evangelists. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, with John, John Goodman. John Goodman. And, oh, it's, uh, I just saw Edie. the coming attractions for that. Is yeah. it on yet? No, it comes out uh, in two weeks. Yeah. I and think that's, like the that's a Danny show? Yep. Danny uh, wrote it and directed the pilot. And uh, then David and, and Jody come in. How and, many and are there? Nine. Oh, that's nine. exciting, man. Yeah. And uh, Adam Devine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, just a great, great group of uh, of actors. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, yeah. So I he asked me to to play this 67-year-old man. And <laughs> Did they put you in makeup? Uh, no, Mark. I did it like me. What the fuck? Yes, I don't they know. put it's me in a, makeup. A, what are you a, kidding me? Look at Do I look 67? No, no, but I don't know what the hell he's up to. Yeah, maybe you they know, maybe, do. Yeah. Maybe, no, maybe he just said you are 67. He left yeah, it at that. He just left it at that. It's God. Yeah. God made you look like you are. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. But uh, no, they. A, a really good friend of mine kind of came in and, uh, and, and, and knocked this look out of the park. And, uh, oh, I'm excited and we, now. Yeah, and it was yeah, it's it's pretty cool. It's really I had a I had so much fun. I've never laughed harder. They make me laugh harder oh, than he's anyone. So funny. Like there are guys. I'm, I'm so like he's so naturally himself. Like I've had there are two. There's a couple of guys that are just so fucking funny, and you know, and he'll fucking you know. He'll, Who's he'll, another one? Who's another one? Give me, <clears throat> give Will me another. Ferrell. Will Ferrell. Yeah, like I've but, never met Will. But, just but the once. thing about Will is that like he'll he'll go sh- he'll play straight. And he's not he's not going to turn it on. Like he it's like a spigot with him. Really? Like I talk to him. Yeah, and he's just straight as hell. And he's one of those guys where you're just sitting there waiting. Come on, you gonna you're you gonna, gonna do, do it. it. <laughs> 
<laughs> and he can, you know, yeah. at the drop of a, he can just do one thing. And like, he wasn't even trying. And right when he animated some story, he was telling him like, oh, that's it. Yeah, you did it. You did it. Because <laughs> so do you think that like, I, I don't know. I feel that way about Jim Gaffigan. That, yes, that, I mean, that's that, true. That motherfucker makes me laugh. Jim Gaffigan can certainly turn it on, and I thought he did. He's done a, a couple of pretty good dramatic turns, but I think in this movie, what is it? Those who follow is that uh, the name? Them, of, them, that, them follow. that follow. I thought he did. I thought he, he had a little more, a little more meat on the bone. Yeah, he had he a did. little more work to do, and he yeah. showed up pretty well. Yeah, yeah, I, he yeah, did. I thought I he did a good job. I thought he did a fantastic job. It's oh, not, he's it's very not hard. It's not. It's not easy being Olivia Coleman's husband. Yeah, that's that's. that's, that's heavy I mean, not, I mean not like not that her husband has a hard time because. No, just saying the acting, the acting, acting yeah. you're just going into that exactly. where you're going to play her husband i gotta exactly. imagine jim's like what the fuck yeah you mean the, with the greatest actress in the world one yeah. of three yeah hey, yeah that woman yeah let me sit with you and and let's talk about snakes let's oh. be around snakes together yeah <laughs> no i thought he did real good i and i and i like the movie but before we get to that let's get back to uh so there you are the star of a of of a childhood surrounded by women yeah dad's uh doing his thing how how does it how does it evolve that you're going to be an actor. I mean, where does it, because like, yeah, I didn't see, like I poked around and I looked at the, you know, the stuff you've done. There's not a lot of biographical information, but it doesn't seem like you studied. Uh, I, I studied when I got to Los Angeles. For here, <clears throat> but yeah, not, you know, no college. No, no not before. That. No, I left, uh, I left, I left, uh, I left college my first year. Where, what, what, where did you go? a small, small college in Georgia, Georgia Southern. Oh, yeah. And, um, and, and I, and I left, uh, because I got this, you know, look, only thing I ever wanted in my life was adventure and I wanted to see the world. I just desperately wanted to to see how other people lived and how other people but thought. But as a kid in Georgia, like were you you stayed out of jail, you weren't setting things on fire, you weren't yeah, kicking no, ass. No, I was always just a pretty, you know, I mean, but but fast I mean, cars, we, yeah, cigarettes, no, I mean, southern no, comfort. I where mean, we at? No, we we smoked a lot of weed, did, <laughs> yeah, a, did okay. a lot of fucking uh ecstasy, you know. Yeah. And uh so you're with I, the, I could never really I wasn't I wasn't cool enough to sell it, you know. I tried right. to sell, you know, But you were tablets. the laid back bunch of freaks. I mean, I had a my group of guys. Uh, we were called the fellas, uh-huh. and uh, I was about five or six of us. Yeah, and uh, and and we ran with everybody. Right, we were friends sure. with everybody. Right, you're the <laughs> middleman. Uh, I was like that. Yeah, you know, I, was like like, I know a few yeah. jocks. I know a couple of those weirdos. Yeah. these cats are all right. Yeah, and we yeah. were just fucking cool, right. you know. Yeah. And uh, and I, you know, I was probably the earnest one, like among in the group. How are know? the rest of the fellas holding up now? Uh, you know, uh, pretty, pretty well, Good. pretty doing well. My best, one of my best friends is, uh, I'm the godfather of his two children oh. and, uh, and we're still, you know, that tight, and we're oh, all good. still really, really tight. That's good. Yeah, That's uh, nice. another buddy of mine named Corey is uh, is doing really, really well. Everybody's doing really well. A couple landed in jail, you know. <laughs> uh, one buddy who just stopped by uh, when I was home uh, recently is uh, is a, a big wig in the sheriff's department. Oh yeah, yeah. So you got a cop, and you got a couple of jailbirds. Got from a, the crew. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? You know, all most of my buddies, most of them, uh, they all join the service. Oh. And and I moved to California. I moved to Los Angeles. Uh, so there's definitely a ticket out mentality. Like, yeah, how, how I do think I get so. the fuck yeah, out how of do I get the fuck out of here? Yeah. Like, like, what is life on the other side right. of, of this, wherever we are? Right. And um, and I and so I I yeah I was in school and I got this uh, this invitation from American Express. Uh, like literally, I got the <laughs> the the thing in the mail yeah. uh, from American Express. And uh, what, what, what do you mean? Like to this get a credit what, card? This is what it was to get a credit card. <laughs> And if you if you sign up yeah. to get a credit card from American Express, yeah, 
uh, at the time, the promotion was, we will give you a round-trip ticket, two round-trip tickets, anywhere east of the Mississippi for $99 each. Anywhere west of the Mississippi for $199 each. Yeah. This was back in a time where you still had to pay to call long distance. Right. This was back in a time where going flying from Georgia to California eight, was seven, bucks. Yeah, yeah. Like, seven, eight, nine hundred dollars yeah. in nineteen eighty nine money. Right. right? That's yeah. a very different time. Sure. And uh and so I just looked at it. And I knew that this was it. I'm gonna fin- I'm gonna finish this year. Call. I'm out. That, I'm this, done. This I'm was the sign. Up. This yeah, was this the was sign. This was the fucking An Amex sign promotion. From Amex. Yeah. <laughs> An Amex promotion. How clear does that have to be, man? The clouds opened up. A postman gives you the same thing he gives everyone on the street. And you take it to be the ticket out. Yeah. What book could be one man's trash is another man's treasure. Right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Honestly, I'm really not that bright, mate. I mean, not that I could have used them all. This shows you how really not bright I really am because I just thought, well, wait a minute. What if I would have gone down there? And I picked up all of those. It was still, I couldn't have maybe done them under, in different names. Yeah, maybe. several different tickets. Yeah, so <laughs> I'd still be using them right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. No, it still only cost me $99 to fly a round trip from Atlanta to L.A. No, um, but I... Um, you know, I left my, my college and went and moved to LA with 300 bucks in my pocket. No one was disappointed. Your mom didn't say no, what the fuck you doing or anything no, like that. No, my dad had a moment of that, you know, yeah. and, uh, you know, it didn't last that long. And, and, uh, and I, and I had already worked in Atlanta doing you know, what I, as an actor. You oh, know? oh okay. yeah. I started kind of working as, as when you were in high school. Yeah. Like in high school doing yeah. what, what kind of things? I did this uh, a really big movie of the week called Murder in Mississippi. Oh, so you go on casting calls? Go on, went on casting calls. <laughs> yeah, did that. Did in the heat of the night was a, a, a big rite of passage for people from. This is the before South. college. Before college, yeah, and it was great. It was. Uh, so you knew you loved t- it. I loved it. Yeah, I really, really loved it. I always kind of wanted to be a storyteller, but more, more importantly, I wanted to see the world. Yeah, <clears throat> and this was an opportunity, and and I took it and left and came out here, and uh, and Where'd I had you land. Extra- Right away, where'd you end up? Well, it's weird, man, because I I, I had uh, I didn't know anyone. Yeah, you know, really. And uh, no, I knew yeah. I knew no one. And I met this manager doing <laughs> an episode of In the Heat of the Night. This 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 woman. You got cast out of Georgia. I got cast out of Georgia. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But but I met this woman, and uh, Sean Penn's father was directing this episode. Leo Penn. Yeah. And uh, and I met this this woman. I was fucking horrible. I, I met this woman. I got her phone number, and then I you know I told her. You know when this this opportunity arose from American Express, <laughs> you really hang out of Amex, uh, and I still I'm still a member, buddy. Yeah, me too. Still a yeah, member. Yeah. There it is. It's pretty yeah. good. Not as long as me though. Probably not. Maybe or maybe maybe you have maybe maybe ninety five. Maybe ninety five. Okay, no, because eighty nine. No, wow. ninety one. Ninety. Ninety. Yeah, yeah. I can look at my card. Eighty nine. Do they still put it on the card? Maybe uh, they do. I don't know. I don't know. Why are we proud of that? Like, I, uh, I, yeah, when I why? see it, I'm sort of like, yes, I have been. Because that means for that you can time. pay a bill off every single month. Since that's right. That means you were responsible. Oh, that's good. Yeah. For a long Didn't time. Didn't he used to say a member since, you know, yeah. on the card? I don't I think did. it that does was anymore. the green ones. No more. Yeah. yeah. No more. Yeah, because the shit's gold. It doesn't matter. Well, wait. Can I just take this one out? <laughs> see, I've got two. Oh, got yeah. I don't snap. <laughs> two. You got the silver. Woo! I wish I could pull out the black one. Yeah, uh, black one. my Soho house card. Do you have your black one? <laughs> no, I don't. Mm. No, but maybe. One's for business. Don't matter. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, so I landed in, in her house. She picked me up at the airport. Her husband picked me up at the airport. And you met her in she Atlanta. Said, she met her in Atlanta. And yeah. she said, listen, you know, you can, you know, I'd like to, you know, if you come out, you can stay with me. Yeah. 
Oh my God. Wow. Hey, thanks for that. I appreciate it. And uh, so uh, I said, I'm coming, you know, and this was back when, you know, it was long distance phone call. There's no yeah. fucking email. Right. And uh, yeah, maybe I sent her a letter. Maybe, maybe I even sent her a letter. Yeah. God, I didn't think about that. You that you were coming? Yeah, that I'm coming. <laughs> and, uh, and then she called or whatever. And uh, her husband picked me up at the airport, brought me back to her house. Yeah. She lived on Poinsettia. Yeah. And Poinsettia what? in Hollywood. Huh. Right there. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and then um, I came in and and she said you know bags were down and and she put a piece of paper in front of me, signed you and said you know let, let's let's you know we I need, you know, need to sign this paper and I felt a little awkward before you it. even unpacked a little fucking weird <laughs> before you even weird. got Not your bag unpacked at all yeah and <laughs> that was the first order of business you're mine so, yeah and yeah. I and I was like first and foremost I'm nobody like I'm nobody's nobody yeah right yeah. I mean I've done an episode in the heat of the night. <laughs> <laughs> so have a thousand other people right you know and yeah. uh and then this movie of the week and uh and um but i am enthusiastic you know and i do have a passion for what we do i still don't know what the fuck i'm doing right but you signed and, it uh, but i no i didn't sign it no wow. i said uh you know i gotta make i gotta i gotta i haven't even seen hollywood boulevard she said and, take a walk two blocks come back that's exactly what happened her husband took me on a walk and uh and then uh so we went on this on this walk and i saw hollywood boulevard and i came back and she said well uh here you go need you to sign this and i said well you know actually i just need to make a phone call and i called this friend who uh who came to pick me up that was my uh, i've never met him before but my aunt gave me his name right and so uh so i said okay all right yeah and 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 I called this manager yeah. who's a friend of mine back in Georgia. Right. I said, this is happening to me right now. I feel really weird about it. I, I don't even know what, what yeah. any of this really means. And, yeah. and she said, don't, don't sign, don't sign anything. Man. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, uh, so I came to her and I said, listen, I'm sorry. I just, this is just a little weird to me. Like, I don't think I can, I can't really sign yeah. this. And she said, well then, then you have to leave. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And I said, uh, what do you mean? Like, like right, like now, like right now. Yeah. And uh, and she said, yeah. And I said, well, that's boy, that's not Southern hospitality. Yeah. And I huh? said, well, well, could, you, could I could I just kind of could I wait like till in the morning? Could I just just sleep like spend all the night on your couch? And uh, and she said, okay, yeah, but you got to leave first thing. Wow. And uh, and so the next morning came, sun up, you know, had my stuff, had my bag. And I had an audition that this manager friend of mine uh, in- Different in, manager. Uh, no, yeah, different manager from yeah. Atlanta, from yeah. Georgia. From right. Georgia, big casting director. Yeah. Set up for me. And um, and I you know, flagged a fucking cab down with my bag and took my big ass bag in this in this room, the room with this caster. Her name was Pam Dixon. She uh -huh. was a huge casting yeah. director. And uh, and went in and had my thing. And then I had one beeper number from a guy that I did that episode in the heat of the night with. <laughs> Yeah, and I called him from a payphone, and I said, "Man, this is what's happened. I'm here. I'm in L.A." He he said he was moving to L.A. Yeah, and I didn't know if he did or not. Right, but I had his beeper number. Yeah, and then it was, and there it is. And he came and picked me up, and then he stayed and I landed with him? in the valley. Yeah, I landed in the valley, and then I moved for fourteen. I moved fourteen times in eleven years. But like so everybody wait, else, you, I was on the road. I lived all over the city from but when, Topanga. With Pam Dixon, did you get the part? No, I didn't get the role. Oh. But I got another. But then I then I got another role in a movie that she cast later yeah. on. I don't remember the name of the movie, but I met with Pam. I knew. I've known a lot of people out here now. You know, I've been out here for thirty years. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, but I did do a job for Pam. I think I did more than one job for Pam. But that's so wild. Now that now I assume that have you run into that manager that fucking never. I don't I don't remember her name. But here's the thing. Yeah, 
My house is uh, right around the corner from there. Friend, and I have g- gone down that street, and I can't remember the apartment, yeah. but I have like an idea of what it was, and I know it's like between like two or three apartments, and I, but I have definitely walked down And you kind of look over there and, 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 and like, just, this is where I, this is where Columbus- I, like, I mean, fuck <laughs> you, man. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> no, 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 I just, you no, know, I look, I love the little, I love the, I love I the little boy, man. I love the, I love the guy who sat out there and just said, you know what? Here it is. Just step out here and just you'll figure it out. You but know? You, but you did it. You didn't. You know that could have. That was like a crossroads, man. I, you for might a still, minute, man. For a no, minute. No, no. But I mean, know? it's like it's one of those situations where the story could have been so much different. Where you like you you eventually had to pay her to get rid of her and like you you know like yeah with those things that people sign yeah and all of a sudden like to extricate yourself from it would have been a fucking nightmare. Yeah, that would that would have been a nightmare. Yeah, that would have been a nightmare. Although it took me a long time to start making money, Mark. Like really. It took well, me yeah, a I know. I, yeah. I know. But you. Still, you yeah. didn't know anybody. Still, nothing. Know any, yeah, that's right. I didn't know anybody. Anything. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but I do. I walked. I walked down that street. You know, sometimes, and uh, and I and I just I want to hug that little that little guy. You know, from taking the chance. Taking the chance, and walking and, the mean streets and of Los Angeles. And thanking Amex. You got to thank Amex at every- t- Thank you, Amex. Yeah. I'd, I'd thank you a lot more if a you A member to since do... 1989, Walton Goggins. There you go. Yeah, this is your Amex ad. Thank you for my life, Amex. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for making me pay the my sign. bill at the Thank end of every you, month. Thank you, MX, for the sign. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, awesome. When did you, so what were the first gigs like? I mean, what, you know, when did you, so you got here I in started 89. working right away, man. I started working immediately. Yeah. I, and I, and I like. Just little I, like, things I mean, here and like, there. Uh, I did, uh, uh, the fir- my first gig was uh, uh, Billy Crystal, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Saturday Night. And uh, I never fit going in and re- reading for him, and I was so fucking again nervous, and uh, and you know, and he just said, "Okay, it's all right, man. You know, you got the job, man. I like you. I don't know why. Well, what'd you do? I like you. I did. I, I played uh, the nervous soldier. That's oh. what it was called, the nervous soldier. Yeah, and it was cut out of the movie, but he included it on the DVD. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it was super nice. And then I ran into him. I ran into him at a play about six, seven years ago on Broadway. Yeah. And uh, and he looked over at me and he said, "Nervous guy, hey nervous guy, I gave you a start." <laughs> and it's like, and I had a lovely conversation. Isn't it with funny Billy how he's Crystal. actually become the character he played in yeah. Mister Saturday Night? <laughs> the the you do a much better interpretation of, of Billy uh, Billy than I do. But but yeah, and then and then uh, Forever Young. Mm. Uh, guard at gate, you know, with yeah. Mel, and oh, yeah. uh, and you know, you just went through all of that until I did this movie, uh, the the next Karate Kid. That really kind of, that kind of changed it. it. Was with Hillary Swank. Oh yeah, mm. and you had a real part in that. No, but I auditioned for a real part in that. Yeah, and got called back four times for a real part in that. Yeah, and uh, and and lost the real part in that. Yeah. And uh and walked, you know, went back to my uh job selling cowboy boots at Thieves Market. You were a cowboy. Well, I mean, I, I didn't I couldn't work in a I could never work in a in a in a restaurant, man, cuz I'm not good at people telling me what to do. Right. Like, it's just not my f- fucking thing. <laughs> like I'm not good at it. It's like yeah. I'm just not. I'm but not But you can good be a cowboy it. when you're selling cowboy <laughs> well, boots. Well, uh, you can be, but I started my own valet <laughs> parking company. You did? Yeah, as soon as I moved here. First job I got was at LA Fitness. Uh, making you know minimum minimum wage, uh, and they would give me from five a.m. to nine a.m. Like yeah. the worst shift. 
that's what I had. Doing what? I, just sitting there. Just opening the fucking club alone. Uh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Alone in the dark, like yeah. in the valley. LA the one right yeah. on Oxnard and Coldwater Canyon. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. with the shitty parking. Uh-huh. And uh <laughs> and then I you know, I was alone. I did that. And then I said, you know what, I, I can do I I asked him if I could become a part time salesperson and then in the first month and a half I became one of the top part time salespeople. At LA company. Fitness? Yeah. 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 And you uh, got that in you? The hu- the hustle. Yeah, you know, hustling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah hustling. Yeah. And uh and then I just said, well, I, I'm just going to, I'm going to start a valley parking company. Well, let me, let, let's walk through it. So like, uh, you know, so like I'm thinking I want to get in shape. Like, and I, you know, I looked at some other gyms. Hey there, how are you? I'm Walton Goggins. Good. Mark Marin. Nice Mark, to lovely, yeah. lovely to meet you. Yeah, man. Uh, 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 I just, I just came here. I just, just moved here from Georgia. I really love your city. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I've been here all my life. Yeah. 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 Wonder, how did you hear about the club? Well, I got a buddy of mine keeps telling me I should get into shape and like, you know, I, I kind of work out at, at this other place, but you know, it's not, I don't like the locker room and you know. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's interesting. You know, this, this, this club is a, uh, I don't know. I don't know about you, man, but I look, uh, for me working yeah. out is uh it's a, a part of kind of who I am oh, and either yeah. I was the person I was before I started working out and the person that I am now after starting to work out yeah I still and, gotta uh, I gotta just commit to it I think you yeah know, that's I, it yeah. you know that really that yeah. really is it can I give right. you a tour of the silly yeah yeah man dude I I didn't bring my shorts or anything but not a problem okay uh, yeah I would just we walk. have some here actually okay. <laughs> yeah a brand In new with, with LA Fitness logo <laughs> Is always what ABC always be closing? Yeah, uh, you know. But I wasn't. I wasn't really. I mean, I was good at it, but I was good at it because I, you know, I actually, I, I, I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. But here and here's the kicker, yeah. right? So, so I worked for this company, and then I left and I started Valley Parking Company. Valley, like at people's houses, like are you? No, the no, guy no, 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 oh. man. I went, I went down Ventura Boulevard, stopped at the Great Greek, knocked through the door. Here you go, sound effect. Come in. Come in. And I, and I walked in. I said, hi there. My name is Walton Goggins. I just got here from Atlanta, Georgia. I used to valet park in Atlanta, Georgia, and I see that you have valet parking. I'd like to uh, bid for your business. They were like, who the fuck is this? Get out of my fucking face. What are you? <laughs> and, I, and then I went down and I and I went down to the next one, the Moonlight Tango Cafe. I went to uh, Cha 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 yeah. Cafe Athens down in Santa Monica. We had a couple parking lots, and eventually people just started to say, "Yeah, okay, sure, why not?" Yeah, and uh, and you we didn't make a lot. Of, I hired a, a bunch of guys yeah. and uh, did it with a, a few friends. I uh, yeah. brought a few friends that were also actors out here. Yeah, and uh, a little group of of us that met up and became friends. Yeah. and we all kind of went into this endeavor together. And, the parking um, endeavor, the parking, or the acting the par- endeavor, the, the parking endeavor. Oh, yeah, yeah, and uh, and then we did it. We had we didn't make a lot of money, but we had our freedom. Sure. And enough to get by, and we got our tips, and and uh, and we did it for a couple of years, yeah. And uh, and then it just kind of didn't really sell it to anyone else, but gave it over to someone else, right? And uh, and then I started working at Thieves Market, and uh, next Karate Kid, yeah. big deal, didn't get twenty one years old, yeah. But I go back four, I get called back four times, yeah. and there, there's another guy there. His name's Michael. I'll just call him C. Yeah, he's still a really great guy. I saw him. It's been about fifteen actor? years. Yeah, an actor. Yeah. But but he's not doing it anymore. But so it's down to me and him. We're eye fucking each other across the room. You know, this is it. I'm like, this is my bag. You know, yeah. I'm the guy. Yeah. But so I go in and I kill it. I slay it. Yeah. I walk outside and say, well, you need to fucking go home right now because it's not going to be yours. <laughs> and uh, but he still, you know, does his thing. He walks in, and I'm sitting there. I'm pacing outside. It's because it's just down to the two of us, and I hear screaming. And I know that he didn't get murdered. 
I know I knew that that's uh, what they you do when you they loved him yeah. and he got the job. Right. And so the uh, worst the thing to hear from yeah. the fucking casting room is laughter. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Like, fuck uh, off. Uh, <laughs> worst. He's he's not that funny. No, nope. it's not that funny. Yeah. I heard it out here. It's not that good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These doors are paper thin, and he sucks, man. Let me tell you. But I and I just kind of like held it in yeah. and started walking off that lot. Yeah, and uh, just held my head down. Yeah, and uh, went back to my job at Thieves Market, and uh, got back there and was helping somebody with some cowboy boots, and I just said, "Fuck this, man!" And I called because I knew they liked me. I knew that they liked me a lot, and called back and I said, "Can I have Jerry Weintraub's office?" And the operator gave it to me, and this woman <laughs> named Susan worked for Jerry. She's a lovely, lovely lady who came outside and gave me a hug and said, are you okay? Are you all right? I said, no, I'm fine. The better man got the job. It's okay. I'm just going to go back to my job selling fucking cowboy boots, but that's cool. You guys have fun. <laughs> you guys go have fun making the next Karate Kid. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And uh, and I uh, I went back and, uh, and 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 did it, man, and, and, uh, and I called them. Uh, Jerry picked up I called Susan she said yeah sure Walton Chris Kane the director picked up the phone and Jerry Weintraub picked up the phone and uh, our Chris picked up the phone and and he said hey Walton hey man I'm so sorry sometimes you know you you were wonderful man sometimes it's just a look and you have to put these things together and I said I understand that man I understand that all the thing I'm asking for Chris is an opportunity to can I could I read for like his best friend for the bad guy's best friend could I could I do you guys could I read for that role and he said you would do that and I said are you, are you kidding me yes I'll do it please and he said hold on a second and Jerry and he comes back on the phone he said Walton the role's yours you got it because I said I just want to learn you know I just want to be around it I need to learn and uh and so then yeah then cut to turned around and Everybody working at these market. Fuck all y'all. <laughs> I'm out. Here's your fucking Justin boots back. I'm out. Yeah. And uh, even though I love cowboy boots, yeah. Um, and then and then and then never didn't go to work again it. except to LA Fitness. I went back one more time. <laughs> but check it out. This yeah. time I went with two other guys, and I said, we said, okay, LA Fitness, we're gonna pay you to be members of your club. You're gonna pay me what? Yeah. We're gonna pay you five hundred dollars to be members of your club so that we can train our clients here. We were the first three uh, personal trainers in their company, at least as I understand it. You were a personal trainer? Yeah, it was a personal trainer for a couple so of years. So you got the role in the Karate Kid, but yeah, you went back Yeah, I was 21, and... I went back to work. Yeah, and I, for me, I, like, I'm a poor kid. Like, I used all, yeah. all the money that I made from, from, from what we do for a living, telling stories, I put all that away. And then I just lived off what I made as a personal trainer until I was 24 and I did The Apostle. So The Apostle, so you're working with Duvall? Working with Duvall. Yeah, yeah, the the you know the, that must have been the fucking oh, that, buddy. Like, there's no you know you you know you have he's my yeah, end all be all. Yeah, I, yeah I figure. Yeah, you guys kind of come from something similar. Yeah, that's the right. same well. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, I'm trying to remember. You know, I don't remember the. I don't have the movie at the tip of my brain. What were you? What in in, in the, the apostle? apostle? Yeah, I played his right hand man. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of Sammy, and um, yeah, and it. And, and he it, took to you? Yeah, he did take to me. Yeah, he did. You guys still yeah. friends? We are still we are still friends. Yeah, I you know, I I don't talk to him as much as I as I used to. What did you learn a from real him? Mentor. Oh, pretty much fucking everything. Man. Really? I mean, I mean I look, I, when you said I I when as soon as I got to Los Angeles, I I started studying. I studied yeah. with two people. Who? I spent I studied with David LeGrant and Harry Master George. Uh-huh. And um and I I I 
fashioned my life in a way where I was able to make money and my job or go, when I go to work I put all this money away and I I studied you know I went to class every day for a decade uh, everybody else really? everybody else was uh, you know all fucking around I didn't I took it very very militantly I was a militant about about that discipline and really yeah. kind of understanding what it was that we were asking ourselves to do and I didn't know what the fuck I was doing and my my coach um David was very, very, very important to me, and uh, there were a number of people, kind of in class. But then, then I, I then I found Harry uh, Master George, and um, uh, and I and it and it really, really, really changed, really changed my my life. And what's the, way the what's I, the core of the discipline? Well, uh, you know, he only quotes three people really, and that's Anthony Hopkins and Robert Duvall and Jessica Tandy. Um, he might disagree if he was sitting here, but he's not remembering it correctly. Right. You know, and maybe he'd throw a few other people in, but that it's uh, that it's a child's game. And uh, it's no more simple than, it's no more complicated than that. And you turn yourself over to an imaginary set of circumstances. Mm. It, that's it. That's all that we do for a living. And, uh, and, and he would quote Duval, you know, who said that over and over again. The actor studio taught him nothing, that it was, uh, it was uh, playing pretend. Mm. You know, and uh, turning yourself over to an imaginary set of circumstances. And Tony Hopkins, he would say the same thing. So then I got the chance to work with Bobby. And uh, and I, the first thing, one of the first things I asked him, and I was, man, I was so, you know, I was so overwhelmed by meeting, by the whole experience. Yeah. And he was very kind to me. And, um, and he said, you know, that very thing, that you turn yourself over to an imaginary set of circumstances. And, uh, and then he took to me because... Uh, you know, at the end of that movie and when, you know, that, none of that was really there. I don't think he anticipated uh, Sammy, his right-hand man, having that reaction to his arrest. And uh, and and he took me under his wing kind of. What was the reaction? That, that, you know, that this profound remorse or regret at, you know, uh, at the loss of this, this man, right, you know, right, right. Uh, who had been such a seminal figure in, in this character, Sammy's yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, So, and, and, I've, and I've had the chance to work with, anyway, so with these two teachers and, uh, and, it, and it really changed you my life. You had the chance and, to work with them more with, than uh, once? With, with, with Bobby and, and with Tony Hopkins. And, uh, and, Which you know, movie and I, was that? Uh, the World's Fastest Indian. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, got... You got to ask him the same questions, and, and what were he his was answers? very, very, yeah, very kind and very generous with his. Did time. he? Did he? Uh, said the same thing. He did. Yeah, that's what he does. He reads the script. It's you, it, look. You turn yourself thing, over to, to a, an imaginary set of circumstances. It's a child's game. You turn yourself over to an imaginary set of circumstances, and you read the script three hundred times. Mm, three hundred. Yeah, between two hundred fifty and three hundred times. It's no more complicated than that. Everything that you need is in the story, for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Was there a point where you had a break? Were you like? I mean, like I know you won an Oscar for something, didn't you? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For this, for this short film um, uh, that uh, that I, 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 the three of us, my partner Ray McKinnon and Lisa Blunt and myself. Ray uh, McKinnon is an actor. Ray McKinnon is an actor and a, and a writer, an yeah. unbelievable writer, yeah. and, uh, and a really good director too. <clears throat> and um, and yeah, it was a, a short film, and we you know raised the money, family and friends, and we went out and did it. And lo and behold, there we were. You know, we got we got on stage, you know, right behind Sidney Poitier, and then there it was. It was an extraordinary experience. And then yeah, I had a you know a decade uh, really of kind of making those movies with him. We we made four 
did the Oscar and that attention because it's a short film you know, but I mean, it didn't you know, matter no, you're already no, working no, I right th- I don't think any of it matters yeah. man I think I think it's in the aggregate that all of this shit uh, amounts to something the apostle meant something and then it meant nothing and the shield meant meant you know yeah your when, work and then you're working yeah but it but it was also you know we were at the at the beginning you know it was yeah. uh the sopranos and it was us yeah. you know that was the right. the the new batch of yeah. of where story was going to go yeah and um and that really that that really kind of helped me and then you know but i've been around man you know and yeah, uh yeah, yeah. Yeah. and uh and just keep you and know, you keep working one foot in front of the other and you didn't you know machete kills i how about that yeah i, I had danny trejo on my show on ifc how about that man? but but here's yeah. the, you want to hear funny danny trejo story Sh- sure so you know, Trejo, like you know, the the setup was, you know, I, I'm a, I'm in recovery, which you know, in real life, but also in the show, uh-huh. and uh, he's a newcomer, and, I, and you know, and you know, I'm going to be a sponsor. So Trey and, and Trejo's a big recovery guy, right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. he knows the score, yeah. but he's got to play <laughs> this guy who can't keep his shit together. You know, he's fresh out of jail or something, and I'm his sponsor, me, right? So I got Trejo, and he's like, I can't play this guy. I'm not this guy, you know, like already he's like, you know, I'm, I'm not, this, you know, I'm strong, you know, whatever. <laughs> but he's got, you know, he's got a lot of sort of like, you know, lines, he's got yeah. lines and it's just it, it, right away. It's like, he can't, he can't remember them and he's having allergies. So we, you know, now, now we're putting up like cue cards, <laughs> we're taping them to the dash. Like there's cue cards all over the inside of the car so he can get them. Right. But he just goes, uh, he says, there's so many lines, man. I, I, this is more lines than I've had to do in all the movies I've done in five years, man. And, and he, looks at me and goes they hire me for my face <laughs> oh my god oh my god wow uh yeah well what a great face yeah no doubt great man. face great. yeah oh he, he we were shooting in island park and he gets out of yeah you know, he's walking down the street and just kids and families come to windows going machete yeah, machete <laughs> I uh, I did a I did a I did a movie. Well, Robert Rodriguez is I I, I love Robert. I've and, talked uh, to him. He's great. Yeah, he's a cool guy. Yeah. And uh, but we I did this this movie that Robert produced, uh, Predators. Yeah. With uh, Danny with Danny Trejo and and uh, and we were in Hawaii for a couple of months and then in Austin for for a, a long stint. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. We we had some we had some good times. Great guy. Solid great guy. guy. So what about Tarantino, man? So that you know the Hateful Eight that was a fucking stunning weirdo that you played in that one. Uh, th- thank you, Mark. Thanks for this. Yeah, stunning word. I appreciate you saying that. Look, man, I, that's I just a compliment. Think he's a, anything? I is a very big compliment. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, uh, I look, I fucking love the man. Yeah, I, I love him. I, yeah, I, I, I'm so I, I can't believe that that I'm I'm in his stable, you know. And uh, well, that's and right. You and Django. Yeah, yeah. And that was. Are uh, you in the new one? I am not. In, I'm not in the new one. No. Um, but I, but I read it. I read it early on. Yeah. And uh, and in his I backyard. Seen it, yeah. I, it was one of the best scripts I've ever read in my life. I gotta see it. Have it's you seen un- it? I did, man. I went to the premiere. How was and it? it's fucking awesome. You loved it. It's so fucking great. I'm gonna see it. Well, I'm going to Raleigh tomorrow. I'm going, I'm doing shows at the club there, so I have time during the day. I'm hoping it's playing down. Oh there. yeah, you get it's out. Got to be playing down there. Yeah, it has to be. Yeah, yeah. of course it is. Yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, Look, it's him, man. I mean, the the guy is, uh, you know, he's in the pantheon. Uh, he will it, forever be talked about. Oh, no, yeah, he did something. Like, it's weird with his movies. It's like, even if you don't know how you feel about the movie, there's going to be about at least a half hour where you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, there, it's just so stylized and so much attention paid to so much stuff where, you know, something's going to, yeah. you, you know, you're going to be amazed somehow. You know, I mean, this is a, like, you're talking about like the, this kind of strange kind of, 
meeting, this yeah. intersection between these two people. I, after the apostle, yeah. I went uh, to this, uh, t- I got invited to this tango party. Bobby tango was really party? Tango, tango, yeah. I got invited to this tango party in Venice. And this is whatever, 90s, whatever, so yeah. let's call it five. Right. 96. Okay. And, uh, and, and lo and behold, you know, I go, there's only... Bobby and Luciana is. Oh, he's into tango. That's yeah, right. He's really he's into tango. Yeah. And uh, this other couple that are hosting it, and fucking Tarantino and Quentin. I'm like, <laughs> this is just after like Pulp There's Fiction. Like six people there. Yeah, it was like six people yeah. and me yeah. and uh, my 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 wife at the time. I've been married before, and uh, and we're at this house and it's like, God damn, like this is really fucking happening. And I had a lovely conversation. He was lovely then, and. Uh, and I and I and now cut to you know twenty years later or whatever. Well, I'm two in. I just dig him, dude. And that's I the way dig the business his whole works. thing. It's kind it of is. interesting, right? Yeah, it's really you, cool. You've been hanging around. Where am a I gonna time. like? Where are we gonna? Where are we gonna hang out? Like, I, on, like on camera? Yes, we'll, we'll, we'll hang out. Bring me in. We're gonna pull me in. And we'll hang next out. Next time, yeah. Next time, you're like, you should get married. And do are you? This. Are you? Are you doing another season of Glow? I don't know. The third one drops August 9th. Yeah, I've got that when Netflix usually cuts. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm completely anticipating that. We'll probably find out by the end of August, uh, and yeah, then yeah, I'm freed up. So you know, whatever you need, okay, you know, just perfect. let me know. You, you know, just pull it. me in. Lovely. Give me a call. Wonderful. You know, we got. You're all set. We got a party. What do you, what do, you do? What do you use these dice for? Your guests. These are just kind of there. Are these things that you've uh, accumulated yeah, just, over the years. Yeah, are they stuff. there for guests to kind of play with? Yeah, I just put them out, and people have different reactions to different things. Some people go for the hammer. Some people go for the dice. Ah, there's a top over there. Is the top over there still the little spinning yeah top. there's yeah that's yeah, there's there. a spinning top the right knife there. is popular the knife would, gets a lot uh, does of play this, does this not anymore no, not no anymore. but the knife that the knife usually gets a lot of, you know dorf dorf took to the knife right away dorf did <laughs> yeah 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 well, and, and the guy who plays back and i didn't take to any anything no no i didn't take to anything well it took you had to relax you just took to I, the I dice I, and the I, weird I was you know what you know what's really interesting about this like uh, i uh i don't know how you'd kind of deal with this but I do like I have like low grade anxiety. I have high grade anxiety. You you do, <laughs> but you were not you you enjoy talking to people. You must oh, enjoy yeah. talking to people. Yeah, like this. Yeah. Well, yeah. When you get to it, yeah, and you really get to it, yeah, yeah. I mean, if it's just in passing, I'm yeah. not great anymore. We got it. to it immediately. We got uh, yeah. We got that's in what there. we do here. Yeah, yeah, that's what we do here. Uh, but some people it, like it takes a little more work than others to kind of pull it out of them. Well, you just well, wait. This is I'm having. So much fun! I had this low-grade anxiety, and as soon as I met you, yeah, like it's all gone. But I feel that way about perform. I feel that way about perform. Not performing. This isn't a performance, but just in general with the things that that like like a new experience. Yeah, right, right. Like it's just the anticipation. Oh, it's, it's not worse. Even really, anxiety. I, I, it's the anticipation. Yeah, of I get it. dread. Do you it's really? Like, yeah, because like before you come over, like I interview. I don't usually do two in a day, but I interview this writer. What this morning? Yeah. Are you exhausted? No, 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 no. But it's like, you know, this guy, David Shields, he writes very, fairly difficult books, but they're, they're, they're art and they're good. And he just made a little documentary. But wow. I was nervous about him because he's an academic and he's a fiction writer and he's a high brain dude. Yeah. So I'm like, sort of like, I'm like, oh, fucking, I don't got the goods. I don't got the goods for this. Wow. And then we got in it. I'm like, I'm holding up, man. I'm not, wow. you know, and I'm, yeah. t- and then you're coming over and I'm like, and I, I felt relaxed because I, I just knew. 
because of my relationship with your characters and then the SAG Awards, you know, you, you said yeah. nice things about me. And right when you walk through the gate, you're like, eh, you know, like we knew yeah. each other already. Yeah. So that happens sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Some people do that. Brolin was like that. But I think Brolin's like, he's got some sort of weird disarming charm. Like he gets out of the car and, I, and like he looks at me like we've known each other 20 years. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be easy. Good. Good for him. <laughs> he, really, he really knows how to work us at interviewers. Like yeah. right away, I'm like, oh, sure, pal. Come yeah. on. Yeah. But okay, so let me just say this about the movie, and, and I'm uh, okay. I'm glad that the anxiety dissipated. Yeah. Is that I th- I found that the movie was it them that follow? Yeah, them that follow. Was it interesting because like the pace of it, like you know what's what I noticed about it after I watched it is it's sort of set up for one of these rural kind of like these are rural people, and it seems a little creepy. Yeah. You know, and you're sort of like, there's no way this isn't going to get fucked up and weird <laughs> in, in in like a stereotypical way. But what I thought was amazing about the approach that the directors took to Pentecostals was it was all human. Like these were just people. It wasn't like you know. There's no weird murder. It it was like this is this is the situation yeah. with this group of people, yeah. and these are humans mm-hmm. in this human predicament. You know yeah. that is of their own making. But you know it was sort of a an examination of a subculture as opposed to like well those hill people are weird. No, I and, and, I, and I thought that was kind of amazing that at the end you're expecting some. So where's the fucking big you know, thing that we're going to judge these folks on. And after all said and done, it's just your humanity that you're dealing with. Yeah. You know, that was was very straightforward. Like, oh, this isn't a freak show. No. This is a strange, you know, phenomenon that's been around forever. Yeah. And the the obstacles they're up against because of their beliefs and practices. Yeah. And and also their disconnect because of their beliefs and practices. Like, I, I really thought it, you know, was an empathetic exercise. You know what? I'm I'm happy to hear you say that. I mean, I think that was kind of the, like the goal, like of everybody, everyone involved. And um, and I look. There's a speech that this character that I play, Lemuel. I mean, first and foremost, the cast is extraordinary. Olivia Coleman. You and, play the pastor. I play the, the pastor. Uh, the, the the shepherd of this small flock of yeah. Pentecostal Christians. That's right. In some hills somewhere. That's right. And um, but but when I was reading it for the first time. The, the speech that kind of got to me is, and then they let me kind of rift and do my own yeah. thing, and we just kind of talked about it uh, early on. And and but but once his church has been invaded, yeah, you know, and you know, and he says, I, you know, they don't, they came in here and they took the very thing that we used to show our allegiance to yeah. God. They don't understand you. They look down on you, and you, and you, and you, yeah. and you know that is. Look, insert that speech for any uh, misunderstood community throughout the history of time, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think that you endeavor, you, you, if you live a life that is curious and you endeavor to understand culture in general, subcultures in your own culture, yep. your own society or different societies, that uh, you know, on the other side of that, it, it, even if you completely disagree with it at least your disagreements are coming from an informed point of view yeah yeah and i thought like you know whatever you know they 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 ha- they had their deep flaws in in, in their actions but but y- you know you got it like yeah. it was it was fair yeah so your mom oh so uh uh not doing you know, well. you know what no now she's doing great great i moved her to la 
never wanted to come to Hollywood, and now she's here a mile away, and she's oh. killing it. And I, but I, coming back to houses, yeah, right. Because sure. we started with houses, and, and, your and house, she's, she hangs and out with your kid and stuff all the time. Her great. grandson, it's great, it's great, beautiful place where she moved into uh, over here in Hollywood. And you're it's able beautiful. to take care of her a bit. Yeah, it's it's all good, and yeah. she's doing great. Great, like she can come and go, she can fly to see her friends. Oh, great, it's all fantastic. But I just said goodbye to my childhood home. And uh, and I about homes and why you know they're they're so important. This is a home that I was raised in for 40, 42 years. I was there, and our forty two years it's been home, and um, and I uh, I haven't been back there in a long time, and I you know as we all have mixed feelings about our homes. Yeah. so many great memories were there, sure. and so many bad memories yeah. were there, and all of that kind of gets mixed up since mm-hmm. you, I left home thirty mm-hmm. years ago. But um, but it was as if this house was uh was saying to me uh because my mom had to leave in a hurry and it's been there and it's been just sitting there for like a year and a half and um and it was as if it was saying you know what hey man you need to fucking come back here and you need to take care of me you know i took care of you i took care of you and your family and your mother and your friends your mother's friends uh when you didn't have much and i didn't have much to offer by way of square footage yeah i didn't have much to offer by way of conveniences and it was fucking cold but God damn it, I had a roof over your head, yeah. you know? And uh, and I went back and, and it was in bad shape, Mark. It was in bad shape. And I just, I got like in four days, I went through that whole house. I relived all of those memories in such a intimate, intensive period of time. And at the end of it, I had, it had all gone away. I sent it all away. I packed up the stuff that I was bringing out here. I let all that trash go, everything. And I had it looking prettier than she's ever looked in my entire life knowing her, uh-huh. you know? And it, and, and it was as if she just said, thank you. Now it's time to let me go, you know? Yeah. Goodbye. I can now let you go. Oh. And, uh, and damn if we didn't get an offer on that motherfucker the next day by a young family that's just starting their journey oh. and love it the way that we did. That's and beautiful. that's kind of like you know. Anyway, would have been get different. The, I want to get you, the color of the gray. Yeah, in your yeah. walls. Oh, yeah. and just talking about homes. It, it would have been mean. different if you said, "I burn that fucker." And I burn. <laughs> and I burn that motherfucker <laughs> down, dude. And I got the insurance money. <laughs> and that's it, what my mom's living on. And fuck that shit. <laughs> what a joy, dude. What a pleasure. Great talking to you. Yeah, mate. Walton Goggins. Good dude, good dude. And he asked me for the paint color and I sent it to him. He liked the gray in here. And I sent. I went downstairs, I found the can and I sent him the color and he was happy to have it. Now he knows, now he has this, the gray swatch. Anyways, the film, Them That Follow, is now playing. Uh, go to wtfpod.com slash tour for my tour dates, sort of trust.com for uh, theaters where the movie is playing and where you can stream it. And now I will... Play guitar for you. I want you to know that I might be phasing out for a while the echoey Gibson sound. I'm going to restring my uh, my Fender Stratocaster with flat wounds and see where that takes me. But uh, here's the uh, here's here's a Les Paul, a black one, a black Les Paul custom. <laughs> Thank you. 
Boomer lives.